You're listening to a Southern Star Media Production. Hello and welcome to the Southern Stars In The News podcast. My name is Dylan Mangan and today we'll be talking about the future of West Cork's islands and the communities that inhabit them. A recently published report from UCC says that the West Cork islands face being abandoned and left for dead. The Blaskets and Kerry faced a similar fate in the 50s. They were evacuated under instructions from then Taoiseach Eamon de Valera as they were cut off from communication or any emergency assistance from the mainland. Today, I'm joined by the Southern Star's deputy editor, Emma Connolly, who has been covering this story for the newspaper. Emma, the report compares West Cork's island with the Blaskets, but how serious is the situation? Yes, Dylan, well, I mean, the situation um, as depicted by this um, hefty report is very serious. The report didn't sugarcoat the situation at all, and the findings are really stark. In fact, um, the entire thing made for very bleak reading. Essentially, what the report by UCC is saying in really plain and simple terms is that, that the housing crisis threatens the sustainability of life on all of West Cork's islands. So that's Bear, Dursey, Hare Island, Long Island, Cape Clear, Shirkin and Whitty. Um, now, and it says that unlike the mainland, if the housing situation isn't resolved there over time, um, what is at risk is the loss of entire island and then with them, will go the vital contribution of the islands to the country's heritage, culture and um, economy. So it doesn't hold back at all and it paints a very clear picture of what's coming down the tracks unless relevant groups um, and stakeholders take action and take action now. And the authors of the report spoke to the islanders themselves as well when they were conducting the report. What kind of issues are the islanders concerned about? Yeah, I mean, there was lots of focus groups um, that contributed to the report. And then there was a, a fairly core group of like over 200 people that actually replied to a survey. So there was like a whole raft of issues that they um, identified as being, you know, crucial. So obviously, you know, the whole the whole central issue is the lack of availability of any type of housing on the islands, but especially affordable and quality houses that um, are available to purchase. Um, and I mean, that isn't different to the housing situation anywhere in the country at the moment, um, let's be honest. But what the co-author, Dr. Siobhan O'Sullivan, crucially points out that if housing on the islands isn't resolved, um, then like I said, we're going to lose entire communities. Um, and that's the big difference here. And that's what really struck me as why this report is a kind of an important piece of work. So as well as having no houses to buy, there's also a lack of houses to rent, especially on a year round basis. Um, because many of the rentals will be up for holiday lets. So while you could get something to rent for the winter, you know, you're going to be without a place for the summer. So that's really no good to you. There's also difficulty with planning issues on the island islands. And um, the report points out that if somebody is refused planning, say, for a site on the mainland, then at least they have the option to look at a different site. But that's obviously not the case on an island. Um, and a refusal of planning on an island might mean that a person may very well have to leave the island. Um, having said that, though, the report did recognise that there is a fine line between conservation demands um, and the promotion of Ireland populations. So um, there was an acknowledgement of that. Another issue that was identified was dereliction. You know, there is a housing shortage on the islands, but there's also at the same time lots of empty and derelict housing on, on all seven of our islands. Um, and the report talks about the challenges in getting building materials and workers um, out to the islands to carry out renovations. It also 
highlights the um, additional costs involved in building on an island. Um, and one thing I didn't know that like building costs on an island can be like up to 40% more expensive than on the mainland. And that's on top of, you know, that's before you even factor in the current boom in construction costs. So like that's something quite significant. Um, but I suppose the standout statistic out of the whole thing for me was that um, I mentioned the survey that um, the researchers conducted. It was from 238 actually island residents. Um, and of the 238 people that um, took part, 93%, that's 93%. So they were very concerned for the future of young people on their islands because of the housing uncertainty. Yeah, and it's something that um, the figures show just in the, the population census that was done. Something that struck me was that uh, Bear Island, the most populous of the West Cork Islands, in 2011, there were 216 people living there. In 2016, there were 167. So that's a drop of just over 20%. Um, one island that has had actually increased its population in that time was uh, Ilan Clare with uh, 124 going up to 140. 47. You spoke to Martine O'Malod, who is part of Cape Clear's Development Cooperative and head of the Irish Islands Federation as well. Despite the increase in population, I guess, over those years, um, he still felt the report was fairly accurate. Yeah, he he, he did. He, he wasn't um, sugarcoating anything either. He said the report was spot on. In fact, he went, you know, he went even further and he said, the situation on on his island, Ilon Clara, would be a lot worse if it wasn't for the work, um, that they're doing themselves, you know. And speaking to him, um, you could just get a real sense of his frustration. Um, he said that you know this is nothing new; that's been an issue uh, for for them for over thirty years. Um, and and one one kind of line that stayed with me from from my conversation with them was he said that you know that they have everything on Cape Clear, um far more than I actually I actually even knew you know they've got a renovated school a health center they've got good broadband um sure we all know about their award-winning distillery they've got a new ferry but there's no houses so you know what's the point in having all that and then having no place for anywhere anyone to live um they have been providing gateway housing um so gateway housing is kind of like an interim housing um housing units um for a couple of years and they're hoping to apply for a planning and um, permission to develop a few more units um in in the, in the not too distant future but like that's all off their own bat um and he said you know for all the plumosing that's done you know at different levels um you know for, to the islands um but they're still turning people away because they just don't have anywhere for them to live so that kind of same sense of having no real support is reflected at the moment as well um, in the situation that's happening in Jersey. So Southern Star readers will be familiar with this story because we've been writing about it now for several months. Um, so uh, and that's the repairs, the repair works that are being done to the cable cars. So these repairs were meant to have been done by the middle of this month, middle of November. But as we reported um, about two weeks ago, that's now looking like it's going to be early 2023. And like in the meantime, the Jersey Island residents are completely cut off from the mainland. So I know we're talking about small numbers of people, but it's still um, an important issue for them, especially at this time of the year, you know, in terms of looking after their cattle, in terms of having and just basic Christmas shopping. So it's something actually that um, Cork Southwest TD Michael Collins raised in the doll last week um, when he actually made a call for um, a helicopter for the island. Now he 
raised the issue with Tanishta Leo Varadkar and the Tanishta told him that he didn't have any update to hand. So that prompted um, Michael Collins to you know, call the situation intolerable. Um, and he said, yeah, that um, people have been cut off for almost two weeks um, and that it's really time for the people to get a helicopter service there. So Emma, we've obviously kind of discovered that there is a, a lack of housing available on these islands due to dereliction and, and other issues. But when a house does go up for sale, what tends to happen? Yeah, well, Dylan, it's it's just like what happens really anywhere right now. When a house goes up for sale, um, prices are, you know, out of the reach of most of the islanders. Um, and they say really that they're concerned the only people um, that can afford to live on, on their islands are the people with high incomes. And one respondent to the survey actually said um, that the islands were becoming a bit like the south of France because they were only really affordable to the really wealthy. Um, and reading the replies to the survey, it was there was a real sense of despondency and despair among the, the native island islanders. Um, and another point they made that like not only can they not afford to live on their islands, um, but that the high, high, high house prices was making it hard to attract essential services to ensure the sustainability as well. So that's like things like um, teachers or nurses or doctors. And what can be done about the situation? What does the report recommend should be done? Yeah, I mean, there's a whole raft of recommendations, you know, um, you know, there's the pages and pages of them. But I mean, just some of the main ones is um, that an island task force should be set up by the government, by Cork County Council and other relevant partners. Um, it's also suggesting that there'd be an increase in funding for retrofitting and refurbishment of island properties. Like I said, building is 40% more expensive on the islands than on the mainland. There's um, a call that Cork County Council should appoint a vacant homes officer specifically for the islands, um, that social, affordable and sheltered housing should be developed on the island, um, and that yeah, the precarity of renters should also be looked at. Um, so yeah, that, that are some of the top level recommendations. Um, and also De Deputy Holly Cairns has kind of rode in uh, on it as well. Um, in the past number of days, the Deputy Cairns pointed out that currently islands have to apply within their county area for leader funding instead of being classified as their own area. So she said that the report really highlights the importance of island-specific funding. Um, but I think really the last word should go to the report's author, Dr O'Sullivan, who says... The failure of government to act and act soon could mean that islands as locations for a full-time year-round residence will no longer be feasible. We'll wrap things up there, Emma. Thanks for joining me. Um, just before we do, though, it would be good to note that this week at the Southern Star, we released a video online about Gugambara and how the public campaigned against the development of a wind farm there. It's a story that to me kind of shows the importance of preserving history here in West Cork. And this is another one that go just goes to show how culturally important the area is and the islands are to everyone. If you want to watch that video, it's available on our website and YouTube page. Just search why proposed plans for Gugambara wind farm failed. For more stories like this one, pick up a copy of this week's Southern Star, where you can read more on the prospect of a helicopter for Darcy Island and everything else West Cork. If you can't make it to the shops, you can subscribe to the Southern Star e-paper. Just visit subscribe.southernstar.ie. We have a special Black Friday offer available this week, which means you can subscribe for just one euro per month for the first three months. 
That's subscribe.southernstar.ie. That offer is available until midnight on Friday, the 25th of November. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again to Emma Connolly for her reporting, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to another Southern Star Media podcast production. Stay connected to West Cork by subscribing to our e-paper and support local, quality, and trusted journalism. Visit www.subscribe.southernstar.ie.